say cut where I know, so I'll know where to oh, cut. Yeah, it's like cut, cut. <laughs> okay, that's a clean break when you slam the table. <laughs> good to see you guys again. Hey, uh, how are you, Pastor you. Brown? I'm better than ever. You want to take a deep breath in the mic? Let's <laughs> no. hear, the, let's hear <laughs> every how time good. I hear myself talk, I'm like, golly, I'm huffing for air over yeah. there. But yeah, I'm doing. I'm doing a lot better. Good. Getting some energy back. Getting some more lung capacity back. Norwegian taught me how to get the pneumonia out, so working on it. What, is, it? what does that look like? Uh, you know, it can't be viewed by the public, that's okay. for sure. That's a little good. obscene. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's good this is a podcast. You have to use gravity, so you're basically upside down. You know? <laughs> uh, that's coming in the bonus cut walk of the podcast. Go, Are you okay? Because <laughs> it looks like I'm not doing okay at all. Can all right. we do that as an Instagram Live exclusive? <laughs> yeah. yeah, we definitely need to, for sure. Gosh. The people want to know. Yeah. Let's get into some uh, some news. We good with news? Yeah, let's do some news first. Give it a and shot. We'll get to some meatier things Kay. as we go. Do you wanna do you wanna share your bit of news? We can just open it up. Yeah, go ahead. What's my bit of news? Oh, you know. Oh, what is the news? The eastern part of Oklahoma. That's right. <laughs> is now Indian territory. Indian territory, right, as it right next be. door. As it should be. As it should be. Okay, that's right. tell us your star- side of the story here, Brandon. Well, I think uh, the Supreme Court also agrees with me that it should be <laughs> in, in territory. Or do you, maybe you agreed with them. I agreed with them. That's right. Because it was never dissolved, right? Back in the day, they said they kicked. All right, let, let me back up. I am 132nd. Uh, Cherokee, at I, least bull. that we know of. <laughs> no, no, I no, can tell this you, is offensive. No, no, no I no. can tell you this because <laughs> as soon as my mom found out that uh, this Indian territory thing was a thing, that she's done a deep dive into the ancestry. And you're one thirty second. I'm one thirty second. Shout out to all my <laughs> my Cherokees. <laughs> is that offensive? I don't think so. No, you we'll, are. We'll I'm find 130- out. <laughs> we'll find out here in the next week. <laughs> so, That's true. What's your theory on how this went down? And then I'll tell you how it really happened. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a theory on how the Supreme Court thing went down or why the ruling went down, but I do know that uh, soon my family will be uh, recognized on a national roll. For being uh, Cherokee Indian. Yeah. And, and potentially lucrative thing with land, right? Lucrative with land. You know, my grandma had inherited hundreds of acres of land. She she had the land. And all she had to do was take a bus. This is like my great-great-grandma. Take a bus to Oklahoma City and sign these papers for hundreds of acres of land. But she did not want to ride the bus. And she just said, forget it. I'm not worried about it. But it's still in... You know, still out there. It's out there. So now it's kind of yours. It could in be. his mind, it's it's his. Um, so <laughs> they've labeled this Mars Month. Yeah, as we boy. are taking several trips. Not we. Uh, globally, there are several um, planned missions of things going to Mars. So Brandon, let's go. How do you feel about that? I'm super stoked about it. I'm a big fan of SpaceX. And everything that they're doing, I know that Elon, you know, we can only go every couple of years, right? Right. So the reason they're going this month is because it's the shortest distance from here to Mars. It's only like a six-month travel time right now. So only once Who else every going two to years. Mars? Uh, Lots U- of places. UAE, United Arab Emirates, is taking is sending somebody, uh, like a, a spacecraft. Uh, China will be also, and then the United States is also. Let's so go USA. Let's get there. So, is it easier to go to Mars or the moon? Uh, 
apparently it's easier to go to Mars because we've sent tons of stuff to Mars lately and right. hardly anything to the moon <laughs> since we went in the 60s. Yeah. We don't have technology <laughs> to go back. They don't seem to have mm. the technology. We lost it. Apparently they, they said they lost it, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> But tell us about Elon now. That That's part so of New Mexico was inha is inhabited now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not to get too into it, but uh, he is sending humans either in two years or four years from now. If we can make it that long living, we will see human uh, foot set down on Mars, which would be amazing. You have that kind of confidence in him to do it? Oh, absolutely. I mean, he shot a, a Tesla into, into outer space just because he wanted to. He can do anything he wants. I fully trust Elon to get Ooh. us there. I'm, right. a, I'm on board. And Elon Kanye, 2020. Kanye said that if he wins, he will make Elon the head of our space program. <laughs> so, <laughs> Which shouldn't be a conflict of interest. <clears throat> Elon paying himself to pay for space travel. <laughs> that, that seems, that makes sense. Let's not get into the oh, details. Sorry, okay, sorry. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Um, uh, speaking of Elon Musk, uh, what happened to this Twitter stuff? Verified accounts um, blown up, really. Um, there was a, a Bitcoin scam, cryptocurrency it. scam that happened on, I, I don't know, do they have a number on the number of accounts? It was targeted to verified accounts. Right. For sure. Um, don't know the total number, but, you know, it brings up some worries, some concerns about what could happen here in the near future. One of them being an election concern because... Donald Trump is very active on Twitter. And maybe sure. there's private messages that are going to come out. So that's the other thing. There are a lot of DMs out there. Is if you the could take an hour and read through someone's private messages, who would it be? Oh, how could uh, it not be President uh, Trump? <laughs> <laughs> you want his? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't read through his. <laughs> <laughs> you would know too much. I, I would, I'd go for Hillary Clinton's. <laughs> but they're probably deleted. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on to sports because news <laughs> seems to be tripping us up a little bit. <laughs> sports. So sports is about to return, which is great. Are, are you guys excited about the return of sports? Do you like NBA? You, you don't really care about the NBA as much, right? Is it coming back? They're in the bubble. What does I that saw, mean? They're in the Orlando bubble. Kidding? I have no idea. Okay, so here we go. So... They're all in Orlando. They're okay. at Disney. All right. They're in the bubble, and they're not allowed to leave. Like Is they're it an actual bubble. No, it's just like <laughs> Disney World. It's like a boundaries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They call it the bubble. They call oh, it the bubble. Okay. Nobody can go in. It's nobody not can go like out. Uh, it's, it's not like, like Biodome with Brendan Fraser. If that's what you're thinking. Well, you're, of, you're right, afraid to. They're Paul in Short. the Orlando bubble. No, no, yeah. it's oh, not okay. like a legit bubble. I've never bubble. seen the bubble yeah. before. <laughs> Some people call it the bubble. I call it East Germany. Oh Lord. Many restrictions about who can go in and out. I'm not supposed to. And then they're going to stay there. There's a, I think they're going to play eight games, regular season games, and they're going to start the playoffs. Okay. At Disney. They're staying in the hotels that are already existing. Many of them have complaining, been complaining about the quality of the room and the, the food. I've seen them complain about the food, but I yeah, didn't yeah. know it was. That's why, because they're okay. trapped at Disney World, which for a lot of people would probably be pretty good. You would think yeah, they but can't hey. gripe about that. I mean, half the people in Arkansas, that's their dream vacation. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to go to Disney, honestly. I so. mean, it would be nice to go. Yeah, they have the best rooms there. One guy did say, uh, hey, man, I don't know what they're complaining about. Did you see that? He said, where I come from, this is good eating. That's man. right. Yeah, yeah. Was it uh, John Morant? Maybe? <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. So they're, they're there. They're going to resume the season pretty soon. So... 
There you go. All now right. you're caught up on NBA news. Is everybody there? The whole NBA? No, there's only mm-hmm. a certain amount of teams that are there who are in playoff contention. Russell Westbrook's not there. He's mm. not. COVID positive. Yes. Ooh. But James Harden did. He show did up make day. it. I feel like he's positive, though. It could we be. need to give him a second test. So then let's see. What else? Baseball's about to kick off. Hey, my family finally, we got the baseball bug now. We're watching like spring training games. Yeah. At night. Yeah, we're all in Austin. with the baseball as well. Yeah. Do you think football's going to be played? I can't imagine that. So it will the Big be. Ten has canceled non-conference games. I think the Pac-12 did also. Yeah. I've read an article, which we're gonna talk about in a minute. They have a new Oakley mouthpiece for the NFL. Okay. It's like a mouthpiece with a shield <laughs> on the inside of it. It's really odd looking, but they <laughs> said it was a. <laughs> it's really weird, but he a scientist called the NFL a petri dish for. The coronavirus. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. So once I read that, I thought, there's no way we're going to play. There's no way football's going to happen, right? I can't imagine. I mean, Louisiana High School just canceled the season for football, soccer, Whoa. volleyball, basketball. I saw Asa threatening, right? He had a football in one hand and a mask in the other. <laughs> he did. He did. <laughs> so I can't imagine that they would uh, play, but. I'm going to say two thumbs down, no football. Yeah. I think that we should always keep the uh, canceled non-conference games thing. I-, I like that conference schedule only. That's all you like? Yeah, let's do it. I got a question for you guys. If college football is canceled for this year, would you guys refer to no. Uh, no. LSU as two-time no. back-to-back defending national championships? Because that's two years in a row. I-, I would I would crown UCF the national <laughs> champions before I, I would should claim LSU as the two-time champion. How insulting. Yeah. Honorary 2020 national <laughs> champions. <laughs> oh, that sounds so good. I'll take it any way I can get it, you yeah. know? Yeah. But what are we going to do? Pause for a year and let Alabama reload? I mean, they were going to limp through the, the season this year. They had no this shot. This is false. <laughs> this is fake news. No, fake news. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do you want to go into more serious things? Uh, we can. Uh, we should. <clears throat> you think so? I'm in a very serious mindset. I right can now. tell this feels, is going so well. <laughs> feels good. So one of the things that, that we talk about a lot uh, around the church and just during this time is discipleship during the pandemic. Um, what does it look like not just to be a follower of Jesus, but to, to thrive in our relationship with him, to, to grow deeper into our relationship with him and just the barriers that this has caused, right? So sure. uh, I, I think just as a, a foundation, a starting point, let's talk about some of the issues that, that this pandemic has caused in following after Jesus and our relationship with him uh, kind of globally across the church. Sure. Yeah. Uh well, I can say as a pastor, it, it's concerning because you, I mean, whether you know it or not, Sunday mornings for a lot of people is their tether to their relationship with God. And to have that cut, you see people drift. Uh, some people quickly, some people not as quickly, but after this long, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and even people that have a strong relationship with God, uh, there is a tendency during this time where not certain things aren't expected of you like they used to be, and you get out of your routine. 
there's a tendency for even those to drift. So imagine someone that didn't have those disciplines already built into their life. It's uh, it's well, worrisome. like even if you do have disciplines built in, it go, those disciplines kind of go with the rhythm of how life goes. And as Americans, we build the rhythm of our week and the, and it, actually even the rhythm of our year around the school year. And then when everything just gets tossed yeah. out, then your mornings look different, your evenings look different, and then the weekends look so much different than they did before mm-hmm. that it gets it gets <laughs> it becomes a challenge that you have to go back and go okay. What did what do disciplines look like right now today for me, and institute those things? And so I think when Paul was writing Timothy, he he told him First uh, Timothy four, verse seven. One translation says it like this. I love it. it says uh, take the time and the discipline to keep yourself spiritually fit. Mm-hmm. And so there is a lot of conscious effort there. Going okay, what time do I have? And then I'm going to have to add discipline to that time, or I'm going to become I'm spiritually going to waste away. And uh, that's not easy for any of us because our kids are up at different times. They're all three getting up at different times. They used to all three get up around the same time. Now they're spread out by an hour and a half apiece. Yeah. So, uh, but I've had to do that in my life. But you got to be incredibly intentional during that part. But I think the other side of this is something that uh, that uh, I think you were going to mention is just what does the relational part of this look like in yeah. staying connected? Because I think for a lot of people that I talk to. That has been the piece that has been so difficult is just the community aspect of, I mean, we we know that the the church is meant for people to be around each other, right? And so um, having people to do life with, having people to um, uh, bounce ideas off of, to talk about really hard things, you know, it it has taken a hit because people aren't in in community. How, How can that even... What are, what are some advice if somebody's saying, man, I'm really struggling with community right now. What What's some advice we could give them uh, that would help them in that area of being relationally connected during a pandemic? Well, you know, one of the things that we've always fought against is being too re- too virtual and not relational. And now we're like, the only way to be relational is to be really good at being relational while you're being virtual. So mm-hmm. that's a big shift with me because I love to be with people, laugh with people, eat with people, and yet that disarms you so you can really get down to business and talk about what's going on in life. And uh, those are out of the picture. I mean, for us with in our home where we have people with compromised immune systems, when we want to get with people, we go, okay, hold on, what have they been doing? <laughs> you know, right, right. I've really got to take uh, inventory of where you've been, what's your convictions around this, because I can't afford, you know, to put my family at risk here. So those are some really big challenges. But I, I think the things that you can do, um, if you're used to texting FaceTime, that's a big deal. You know, you can see their face, you can see the emotion and uh, it's not the same, but it's, it's, it's better than nothing. And it's better than just getting some, some words, you know? Yeah, sure. absolutely. I, I was uh, talking with a friend this week and he was just telling me how disconnected he felt, even though this is someone that I text with <clears throat> fairly regularly, you know? And I think uh, as you're doing those things, uh, I know what you said about your dad. His iPad was filled with alarms mm-hmm. of people that he would check on yeah. and and text. And I think it's that intentionality that you have to have when you have these conversations. You know, I text people, but I realize 
maybe when I'm texting people to check on them, I'm not asking the right questions or I'm not saying the right things. It's really, you know, it's so easy to be surface level across a text message. Um, but to FaceTime brings it another to another level and then asking the right things and having the right conversations, being intentional about what you're saying and how you're spending that time together, I think is also real important. I think one of the things just doing different is getting on Marco Polo where they can see your face and, and then you can, you don't have to go back and forth together at that time. You can go back and forth on your own time. That's been really good. But I think it starts like personally, what does my family li- li- uh, need right now? And, and then the extended family, some of those are very, very lonely. And, and that's one thing that we've realized. We've got grandparents and aunts and uncles, and i got sisters who are so isolated during this time where we're like, okay, how can we continually check on them and then go out? Let me tell you something that I've learned during this time. I wasn't even thinking about this to now. I have learned that I've been living so much of my life from the outside in, which like I start with um, people that are like in the community and like that's the concentric circle. I spend time with them. I spend time with people in the church, and and then the people who really get the the least of me are the people in the center, like taking care of myself and taking care of my wife and kids. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. when when I've been doing some counseling, um, this lady's been teaching us to live life from the inside out and to look at our relationships that matter most, invest in them, and then out of that momentum that you built, doing it right with them, just keep going further and further out. Yeah, that's great. Hey, uh, a question for you. For someone that isn't a Bible teacher or um, that isn't real comfortable leading their home in that way because they don't, they don't feel confident in their knowledge of Scripture or ability to give a lesson, how do you lead your, your family? How do you lead your kids? What, what practical thing would you do? As I know just talking to Sarah and Sam and even Nick, like there is concern about the kids – uh, some families are great at leading divas, but others, uh, that lack of confidence would they'd rather avoid it altogether. Um, so, what what would be your advice to that family? Well, if you have a lack of confidence, you also can't have a lack of conviction. So, if you're like I have a lack of confidence or a lack of motivation to do it myself, you still have to have the mov- motivation to see that it's done, mm-hmm. and that's when you take the tools that the church has and make sure that you're running that play that that we've helped, you know, to build up. So when Sam or Sarah or someone that is doing devotionals or doing things, even though you might miss it live, you need to do the work of going back and doing it yourself and making sure because, I mean, Sam brought a Devo last week that just helped the attitude of my kids, and he talked about how it matters in your home, and it was powerful. And so if you're not doing it yourself, find those secondary resources that we're doing and just have them go sit down and it's just 10 minutes, but just make sure people take your taking the time and take the time and energy to keep yourself spiritually fit. Yeah. I also think too, uh, a problem I tend to have is I I think when it comes to leading the family, it's got to look like, well, if I'm going to do this, it's got to look like pastor Marcus preaching on a Sunday, you know, and I put this big kind of expectation when it can be as simple as uh, one, one thing that's been really great. is just being a good example, being a good model, so in the morning, getting in the Word, and then like Judah will come in in my little room that I study with. He'll sit in the chair next to me, and he gets his little Bible out, right? And I didn't do anything except just read the Bible myself, but it was a model for him to do it. And like, you know, we 
we just share a scripture that we're trying to memorize that week. It's all, it's five seconds. You know, it takes, it's like eight words. So my kids can memorize it. It's simple. It doesn't take really any effort on my part, but it is making a difference because it's something they look forward to every time we sit at the dinner table. They're like, Hey, can we do the Bible story? Can we do the verse? I I think you're onto something there because I think what we do is we project a pathway that we're getting close to God and that might not be your pathway. Mm -hmm. So some of you will see a photo or picture of one of our leaders around here and they have their Bible open on a table and they've got two other translations and a concordance there and and a Greek lexicon. And they're like, Oh, I'm spending time with God. And you're like, I would never do. So, but your pathway may be, that you just need to get out in nature and have have your Bible and some quiet time and get get out there where it's where it's sure. there's some solitude there. You know what I mean? And so what? And some of some people is like I put on a podcast and I'm listening and I'm getting fed while I'm cleaning around the house. And when they're serving with their hands and sacrificing with their energy, they're like I feel close to God because I'm serving. And so you need to figure out your pathway and, and explore that pathway. It may not look like mine. Yeah. I also think uh, along the lines of what you said is that a lot of times people have an idea that to lead your family, you have to have these profound moments or say these profound things. And you really don't. You really just, whatever I read in the morning, I I always am trying to find just what is one piece of my Devo that I can at some point in my day relate to my kids. And so this week I was reading out of first Corinthians and I just, told them the, you know, think about other people, you know, how are we helping other people? What are we doing to help other people? And that's it. It's not like this big, amazing thing. It's right. just like bringing something that God's teaching me into their context and giving it to them. And it's simple. It's easy. It's not this amazing thing. It just happens in the mundane parts of life, finding ways to bring that in. That's so good. You know, I'm, I'll just write down some you're going to know every one of these, but I'll tell you a few that that has really like ignited something in me, but I'll just go through some of them. You need some time for worship, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, and and if you, somebody needs to worship, whether you have music on or you're singing. I, when I was sick, there I didn't, I couldn't sing. And <laughs> Brooke would call me and just say, put put the phone on your chest and she would sing to me. But you've got to get the, the some worship into your home. You have your times with prayer. One of the things that you guys talked about is just, I think it was you, Nick, about meditation. And what that means is just having that quiet spot where you're trying to keep your yeah. mind still. Is that, How's that going with you? Uh, it, it's good. So thankfully, uh, <laughs> we Lord bless us, we, got to, we bought a house, and it's got like a devoted area. So that's been really helpful for me. It's less distractions. You know, we lived in a duplex, so we like lived on top of each other, you know. So there's like never a moment... Uh, that you could get away. And so that has been really, really helpful for just kind of my mind state of I can go to a spot and I can sit down. And even if Judah's in there, we're just quiet and getting focused. And it's been really, really good. You know, uh, one of the things that, that I've been doing, like, and I made this in January and I've been trying to keep, keep up with it is when I'm reading the word for the day, um, I'm finding a spot in the word to pray, to pray the word. Mm-hmm. And and I'm I'm just looking for that. So the first thing I'm like, God, what do you want to alter, change? What do you want to strengthen in me, take away from me? Whatever when I'm reading, you know. And uh, when you go with that kind of mindset, the Holy Spirit will speak to you, you know. Yeah. And then I'm finding that spot to pray. Just pray that word over myself and my family. Then my next thing is I just say, God, today I want to have. And I think this is a spiritual discipline. 
some one or two or three acts of love that are just action. It's action. It's not feelings. It's acts of love. And uh, that's just that's been something since Sunday when we talked about love. I said, I want to have some sort of love action every day where I'm serving someone and I'm reacting to someone else's needs. And, and every day something has happened and I had to make a decision. That's it. That's my opportunity. Am I going to take it or am I going to leave it? Yeah. And every time I've taken it, it has changed the atmosphere around our house. Yeah. It's just, it's been amazing. So I think if you make that uh, another part of your uh, discipline, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm getting stuff inside of me, but what is an action that I can take? How can I act on this in love? Boy, it gets good fast. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, I think just to kind of wrap it up, I think, discipline in the front part, that intentionality piece, it always leads to delighting in the things of God. Like Mm -hmm. it it just takes a little bit of effort to get started, to make, you know, to recognize the decision when it's there, to get up a little bit earlier, just to do that part. But then the reward from it is is so much greater than the sacrifice you ever had to put into it. And you look at the strongest people in the New Testament, you look at Paul, I mean, he disciplined, he was like, I discipline my body. I yeah. just do. He was such a disciplined person. But Jesus, uh, it says in Mark that he got up very early in the morning and went to a solitary place where he prayed. He had a time and he had a place. And so we can have different pathways that we're getting to God, but the, the same spiritual discipline, that truth of I need to have a time and a place where this is going to happen yeah. is true for all of us. Sure. Yeah. That's good. Awesome. Good hanging with you guys. Good to see you. Yeah, Until next thanks time. Thanks for listening. Yeah.